Welcome to Digital Cryptids Presents E3. I'm Cassidy, and my pronouns are she and they. Uh, this time, I am joined by my good, good friend, Bees. Hey, Lava, how you doing? Doing all right. You, you, you've kind of flipped the script on me a little bit from what I'm used to, so now I'm like, wait, what do I say now? Um, uh, you should say your pronouns at yes, some point. Yes, my pronouns are they and them. Okay, I'm also joined by my lovely fiancé, Charlie. Yes, hello, it is me, the lovely fiancé, Charlie. And my pronouns are he, sir, or he, him. Uh, and this time, for our very special guest, we have the secret fourth Mario brother, Tom. <laughs> what it's a me, Tom! <laughs> I cook at a pizza. You don't pay the taxes. <laughs> taxes are for suckers! <laughs> I will not be doing this voice for the entire episode, I promise. <laughs> you should uh, you should tell, show us our, your regular voice and also give us your pronouns. All right, well, here's my actual regular human voice. My pronouns are he, him. Hello, it is lovely to meet you all. All right. Hello. So we Hello, are it's here. It's lovely to meet you for the first time. <laughs> Never met you before in my life, Charlie. Sorry. <laughs> Well, while we're here to talk about Nintendo, I do have bees here, which means it's time for a surprise episode of Kids and Their Do. <laughs> I already drank my Mountain Dew this week, Cassidy. I'm sorry, what was that? I already drank my Mountain Dew this week. I don't have another one. Well, which one did you have? And you can tell us about it. Um, I had, it was another Rise, and it was the strawberry one. It was very good. Okay, well, I actually have a Rise here as well. It's the Mountain Dew Rise Energy. Um, I grabbed this one because I don't think I've seen this flavor on the shelf before. It is Peach Mango Dawn. Ooh. Oh. And the the lion on the side is a lovely mixture of, like, pinks and reds. Nice. Can is very cold. Um... It's got all of your regular nutritional facts from Arise Energy. It is 5% juice. It's very peachy. <laughs> like Only a slight bit of mango on that, which I think might be for the better. Mm-hmm. And it is, you know, it's exactly peach colored on the inside there. Oh, oh nice. So that that's your update. You know, I once, I once tried the Kentucky Fried Chicken's special, uh... Oh, the Colonel's Piss. Yes, and, and that is the best way to describe how that flavor was on my mouth. Uh, in my mouth, uh, I had to walk back to the soda fountain, pour that shit out, and get myself a Baja Blast. <laughs> the sexiest of Mountain Dews. The secret sexy Mountain Dew doesn't exist anymore, and it's the Sangrita Blast, <laughs> which oh, was the sequel I to Baja Blast. Sangria Blast. <laughs> yeah, Sangria Blast was was actually pretty okay. Yeah, it was Baja Blast, but red. Ooh. Kind of like Code Red is Mountain Dew, but red. And it was also packaged next to a cherry. It's cherry adjacent. But yeah, so um, just a, just a quick reminder. Peach. Quick reminder that just every Mountain Dew rice flavor I've had has been pretty good. That's good to know. I've drunk half of them so far. Um, the other two of them I'm not really interested in because they're not my favorite kind of flavors, just as a general thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll definitely keep an eye out for the peach mango because maybe I'll give it a try. I would be maybe cautious about recommending this to you because I know you weren't super into the orange one. Yeah. And this I, is like I, very I like citrus adjacent. Gotcha. Okay. 
I remember when or- when Mountain Dew Livewire was a big thing. I was never huge on that flavor. I love Mountain Dew Livewire so much, and I'm mad that I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> it does it still exist. Tasted like, it tasted like caffeinated Sunny Delight, and Sunny Delight Oof. tastes like someone was like, Do you remember what the oranges tasted like before they went extinct? Let's try to recreate that flavor. Sunny and Delight that's, sounds, that's, tastes like that's a juice sunny orange rind. Yeah. It's flavored with zest. So anyway, we're here to talk about Electronic Gaming Expo. Uh, I think they changed it to the Electronic Gaming Experience this year. Oh, did they? I I heard rumors that that was happening. I don't remember if that happened this year or is it's going to be a thing that happens next year. You know, I can just check. I have a link to the E3 dashboard still. Hold on. I still have my media pass. Okay, you guys threw me off because... It's not gaming experience or gaming electronic gaming. It's like electronic entertainment. Yes, yeah, sorry. My Holy apologies. shit, it is. Because it's My like, God. that's the whole reason why it's E3. Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Yes. I fucked that up. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. It just threw me off because I was like, wait a second. This is like the one thing I know about E3. And it's the fact that it's E-E-E. So here's yeah, the thing. It's, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's that's it. that's why it's named that. I can't check to see what all of the E's are because every time it's written anywhere, even in like the like legal stuff, it's just called E3. Oh well, on the E3Expo.com, their header like l- going into it is Electronic Entertainment Experience. Okay, so they did so, change it this year. Yeah. Anyways, we're here to talk about uh, Nintendo. Yeah. You know they make the Mario's. They made a the game Mario. about making Mario's. That's what me, Wario, I'm here to talk about. Wait, that's not my name. Tomio, whatever the fuck my name was. <laughs> I'm surprised no one called me out on calling you the secret fourth Mario brother. You know what? I, I just accepted it. I was just accepting it. Okay, I, know I that understand I that, that the third fold. one is... Just because <laughs> the third one has not been revealed yet does not mean that I don't get to be the fourth. Cassidy... We're getting married, and that means you can tell me whatever you want, and I'll believe you. <laughs> I think that might have been true before we got engaged. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, Nintendo's Direct. Yes. You know, they do the thing. It was a 40-minute, uh, well, it was less than 40 minutes. It was 40 minutes-ish. It was 38.50 according to this YouTube video that I have here. It is entirely about Switch games. There is no hardware. For the folks of you at home that were like, oh, there's going to be a Switch Pro. They showed it on Amazon. It's not not, not now. So, uh... Yeah, I wasn't... I honestly wasn't confident they were going to reveal it this year. I didn't think it was yeah. going to be their capstone. I mean, I feel like it's... Like, if they're going to do it, they're going to have to do it soon-ish. Because, like, some of the... Like, uh... Materials that go into making a Switch. Like, some of the hardware stuff. Um, is being phased out for newer stuff, but come on, it's they can get away with it for a bit longer, so they will. And I feel like if they announced if they announced um that and the Breath of the Wild two stuff they showed in the same presentation, mm. it might risk taking away the impact of one or the other. I don't know. That's just my thinking. I on also the it feel it would feel like now it just might be because of how I'm viewing it, but. Because they they released Breath of the Wild and the Switch at the same time, 
It, I feel like if they had said uh, Switch Pro in this one, along with the Breath of the Wild 2, it would be like, oh yeah, uh, I guess there people will ex- expect them to be at the same time. Yeah, I guess that's true too. But that's just my take on it. I think that's might be what they do, but because we don't have a release date for Breath of the Wild yet, I can't say for sure. That said, even with no new hardware announced, the announcements they did make, I was pretty I was pretty excited. A lot of the stuff they showed I was pretty pretty pumped for. Well, let's start with the first one of those. This, the newest Super Smash Brothers Ultimate fighting game character is a character from a fighting game. Yes. It's a uh, Hold on, let me get the name correct. It's Kazuya, Kazuya Mishima. Yeah, Kazuya Mishima from Tekken. He can turn into a devil, and he throws people off a cliff into a volcano. He does throw people off a cliff. So when I first saw this uh, trailer, I saw the first person he was throwing off was Gandalf, and I knew Legend of Zelda Gandalf? was going to be... Hold What's on, can not- we- yeah, let's back up. Gandalf? <laughs> said not him? Who the fuck is he carrying? Ganondorf? Ganondorf? Gandalf the Grey? One of the wizards of the White Council of Middle-Earth? Garfield the Great? <laughs> listen! Listen! Bearer of Glamdring the Fauxhammer? <laughs> I did not realize he was in Smash or that he'd been thrown off a cliff by Kazuya Mishima. Well, that just means he's going to come back as Gandalf the White in later DLC. Wait, <laughs> hold on. I meant Gandalf. Oh, oh. God. well, we're now just, I feel silly. We're just harassing you, Charlie. I know you are. You have my permission to. So, what I was trying to say is... You have my permission to harass Batman. But you don't have my permission to go down on Catwoman. Oh God. God! We can't talk about that. This is Nintendo. So yeah. Ganondorf is the first person he carries, and I knew there was Legend of Zelda stuff. So I'm like, is this Legend of Zelda? What the fuck is happening? Yeah, I, you know, I remember our reaction the, to that I, was like, oh, are they going right out the gate with Breath of the Wild two? Yeah, I I was in the same place. I was like, is this Breath of the Wild two? What? And then I saw that he was on a cliff. I was like. Wait, this looks like Tekken. And then I saw Kazuya, I was like, oh. Oh, I so, know what this is. I get it now. I didn't think it was Breath of the Wild 2 because it was the Ocarina of Time design of Ganondorf. Mm-hmm. Uh. But I didn't clock it as Smash Brothers because I haven't seen Smash Brothers in so long that in my brain, the Ganondorf that's in Smash Brothers is still the one from, like, Brawl, where he looks like Twilight Princess. Uh. <laughs> and not, like, the lanky one. Oh, Daddy Ganondorf. Let's As opposed to Weird Uncle this. Ganondorf. <laughs> I do enjoy that at the end he tries to throw uh, Kirby off the cliff, but Kirby is uh, immortal and cannot be stopped. He just floats away. So, uh, let's let's talk about how we feel about this character as a pick for Smash Brothers. I, uh, admittedly, as underwhelming as he is with all the rampant fantasy speculation on any given character, like, oh, I want to see the guy from Yakuza, or, oh, I, I want to see Shadow the Hedgehog, or I don't know what you people want these days. I, I'm not in touch. Uh, but, uh, yeah, right, Shadow the Hedgehog. It- <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just wants to see Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah, I want to see Commander Shepard in Smash Brothers. Um, no, but I... Kazuya Mishima is a pick that makes sense, and gameplay-wise, I think would be a lot of fun in the game. 
Yeah, like half of the half of the new DLC characters have been like fighting game characters, so it makes sense that they're continuing the trend. And like I my initial reaction was just, oh, that's not who I wanted. But it's it's not a bad pick. It's a great pick, even. Okay. But if we're following the pattern here, that means the next one's gonna be an anime boy with a sword. Yes. Does that mean it might be Zagreus from Hades? Because he technically counts. Ooh. Ooh, it could be Zag from Hades. That'd be cool. What if it's just like... That's a long shot pick, but I would love to see Hades rep in, in uh, Smash Bros. Heck yes. Mm. I feel like if you're going to put like Super Giant Games rep in there, you might want to go with the Transistor uh, lady whose name I don't remember. Is it like, just like red. red? Is it just red? Okay. I think it's just red. I can't remember. It's been a while since I've played the game. She's got a cool talking sword. She's got all of those different abilities that you could translate into buttons. Yeah, that would be absolutely phenomenal in there. I do not play Smash, so I have no uh, horse in this face. They can oh, put whoever they want in Smash. Honestly, Don't- you could probably put any Super Giant Games character in there, except I'm trying to think of how you would do somebody from Pyre. Just put a horse in there. Just a ho- noble horse. They're vicious. <laughs> I believe they could be in a fighting game. Well, see, the the horse from Elden Ring has a double jump. Oh, okay. Put that horse in Smash. <laughs> That's my new pick. Put the horse from Pocket Card Jockey from the 3DS in Smash Brothers. <laughs> He's gonna be on the same tier as Piranha Plant, which is to say, God tier. No, I I do think they should put some sort of like quadrupedal character or like a mounted combat character. That could be fun. Like a cavalier from Fire Emblem. <laughs> it's going to be another Fire Emblem character anyway. We know this. I don't know. Actually, they they just put out that Advance Wars remake. It could be an Advance Wars character. Yeah, that's... Uh, Sorry, we, we, we haven't revealed that, that yet. We got to get to that later. Yeah, we, that's going to be later, but I have a lot to say about that. But uh, Okay. Uh, next up is Life is Strange Remastered Collection and Life is Strange True Colors coming to the Nintendo Switch. I got thrown for a loop because I was like, oh, this is Life is Strange. And then the entire like intro part was animated. And I was like, is this going to be Life is Strange? Yeah. Right. But then they reveal that it's also a remaster. So, oh, yeah, the remaster was uh, revealed on Square Enix's thing. Yeah, uh, I think it was I think it was even announced even before that. They just like showed footage of it. Oh, I guess the reveal was that it's on Switch. Yes. Gotcha. Which is neat. Those games are good. I hear. Siobhan had a lot yeah, to say I have, about them. I have, I have not played any of the Life is Strange games at all, so I have no feelings about them beyond the fact that Ashley Birch is in them and Ashley Birch is one of my favorite humans. I do want to play True Colors just because I like the idea of uh, empathy powers. The psychic power of empathy. Yes. Uh, speaking, I, I mean, it looks, sorry. It looks neat. Oh, oh, I was going to change to the next game. Yes, let's go oh. on. Uh, let's okay. charge forward. Uh, speaking of Square Enix's games, how about Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy being on the Nintendo Switch? Ah, uh, yes. I, I I spent 20 minutes watching that on the Square Enix presentation, so I was just like, oh, okay, more of that. That's fine. Yeah, you could have they, announced this, you know, it yesterday. Like, it was like 40 seconds. Yeah. They're like, oh, Square Enix got got it for us. Yeah, they Everyone showed knows like 15 minutes of the game yesterday, so we can just do this. I yeah. was surprised to see it here because I didn't notice any Switch logos or anything on the on the footage we saw on Square Enix's show. Huh. Um, yeah, it's and I was gonna like, oh, be how a are they going to get it to run? It's cloud version, yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 like how they got um, did what's that game? Control, the one that's basically yes. the 
Control. Uh, yeah, that's how they um, got Control on there. I feel like there was another game that came out recently. I think one of the Resident Evil games, like Resident Evil 7. That may have been a Japan-only thing, though. I know in Japan they've yeah, done I a haven't few heard of about these that. Um, style streaming games for the Switch. I mean, it's certainly a strong concept. I just haven't really engaged with it, so I don't know how well it works in practice. Mm-hmm. Um, Worms Rumble. Coming yeah. to the Switch. It's a 2D platforming battle royale. But you're a worm. You're a worm. Like from Worms. Yeah. Well, I mean, number one victory royale. Yeah, Worms, we're about to get down. <clears throat> That's the only joke I'm going to make in that style for this episode. Thank you. Okay. I mean, there's not a Fortnite segment, so. No. If there was a Fortnite segment, Charlie and I would be more than qualified to talk about it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We were the, 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 the best Fortnite players out there. <laughs> Listen, that five win streak is nothing to sneeze at. I know. <laughs> So, Worms Rumble. I did not have strong feelings about this, beyond the fact that it looks like it would be fun to break out at a party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're worms. Worms can always be a good time sometimes. Good time sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, 30% of the time, it works every time. Mm-hmm. Next game is Astria Ascending. It's like, um... I like the art style of it. There's the yes. little, little character in the reverse diving suit. It's neat. I didn't even like the way it looks. I missed this one because my my feed broke temporarily, so I didn't get to see it. Yeah, it was a very short segment. It's kind of like a, a JRPG type looking thing. It looks like that's how it plays. Yeah, it's like a side scroller because like you never see the characters in like the front. They're always like moving to the side. Yes, and beca- it's because they're like all like high quality 2D JPEGs. Yeah. As opposed to like sprite work or models. Um, next, they showed up some more Two Point Campus. We've seen this a few times. It's Two Point Hospital, but with a college. That's like a, a management now, sim. I honestly, I know nothing about Two Point Hospital, but every time I've seen it on the Switch, I've just assumed it was shovelware. No, not quite. <laughs> All right, so tell me about this Two Point franchise that I'm clearly missing out on. Uh, It's got Two Point Hospital in it, and now it's got Two Point <laughs> Campus. <laughs> oh, Riveting. Thank you, Cassie. Riveting! Uh, moving on. <laughs> Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. It's a, a remaster of the first three Monkey Ball games. Looks like I it. am all in for that. I loved Monkey Ball Kid. I was never good at it, but I loved it. It looks like it could be fun, but very frustrating. Yeah. So I didn't Welcome take any Monkey notes Ball. for this. I just have the video up, and I, I've forgotten to actually grab uh, release dates or stuff for any of the things so far. But this one, I'm, uh, I'm on the frame launches, for it. Yeah, it, it launches on October 5th. Yes. Uh, I've Mario, got Nintendo's detail page up. Mario Party Superstars. Yeah. This I'm 90% sure this is the reason they got on. they put online mode in the previous Mario Party. Because they put it in this one from the get-go, and maybe they were like, alright, well, we're putting it in this one, so we know how to put it in the old one. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. That's my guess. So, it's it's just a bunch of the stuff from the old era of Mario Party, right? Yeah, it's the greatest hits of Nintendo 64 Mario Party, including uh, maps such as Peach's Birthday Cake. I hopped on the Mario Party train back in Mario Party 4, and I 
remember, this is the only memory I have of Mario Kart specifically. Mario Kart, Wait, not Mario, Mario Kart, Party. Mario Party. This is the Mario Party. This is the strongest memory of Mario Party on the GameCube that I have. Is me being way behind, getting a star, finally feeling like I could get in the game, and then having my brother steal it with a bow, and then me kicking him square in the back. Oh gosh. We well, we were young and angry, and I have not been a fan of Mario Party since. Well, Mario Party 3 lets Mario wear a funny cowboy hat. So consider that. Odyssey. I'm considering it. Luigi dressed like a pirate. Toad wearing an entire pirate ship as a costume. (laughs) There's an entire pirate ship? Yeah, Yeah, when I took you to that bar down here and we played Mario Party and it stopped working immediately. It did stop working immediately. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's a gaming bar down by you, Cassidy? Yeah. Okay, so real talk, when can I come visit? <laughs> I mean, I don't really have a place for you to stay, but if you want to, like, get a hotel room, I could I could show you around. Dude, hell yeah, that would be rad. October right, 29th what was next? for Mario Party Superstars. Yeah. Uh, next was one next was the big release. The very big, big famous release. Yeah. Of Metroid really Dread. Cool. They're making Metroid 5. Just an entire Metroid 5. I've never played I'm... a Metroid game, but it looks really cool. It, it kind of looks like I would play this game despite never having played a Metroid game and not being yeah. very good at this type well, of game. <laughs> the good thing is they have said that as long as you play, play, play the opening prologue, you don't need to play any of the other Metroid games. Oh, good. Ah, okay. Maybe I'll actually get it and play it. Um, yeah. But for I was home, so excited when I saw this. Sorry, sorry, you go ahead, Cassidy. I was just going to say that it's a, a direct sequel. As, it, as a result of it being Metroid 5, it is a direct sequel to the game Metroid Fusion for the Game Boy Advance. That Metroid Fusion was my entry point to 2D Metroid games. Um, I had not played any Metroid game until I got Prime. And then I wanted, and then a friend of mine loaned me Fusion, and I was like, this seems fun. And then the SAX sections happened, where, for Charlie, since you have not played a Metroid game, and I don't know if you have either. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I forget your name. Lav? Lavator? Lava. What it? Lava. Lava. Like, like Lava. Yeah. yeah, like like the molten substance. Uh, yeah. so like the stuff that Charlie since... throws people into. Yeah. Yes. The thing he throws them off of clips into. Um, but Lava and Charlie, for those of you since you're not initiated in Metroid, in Metroid Fusion, there are segments in which an evil clone of you that you cannot damage or harm in any way will chase you. Ooh. And these segments are preceded by this creepy drone and you just hearing its footsteps getting closer to you. And then it chases you and like panic music plays when it sees you. It's ridiculously tense. And nice. Metroid Dread has a lot of those segments yeah, because there's a lot say. of those kinds of things chasing you. Yeah, that's like Metroid Dread uh, or Metroid Fusion on steroids then because that's basically, I feel like it's going to be a primary feature of Metroid Dread because mm. yeah. the thing that catches oh, me yeah. on is that is what the name is. Like Dread, you're being chased throughout the entire game. Ugh. I actually... I followed up on this to, uh, I watched the Treehouse gameplay segment of it, and mm-hmm. yeah, those segments are ridiculous. If they touch you, you it's an immediate game over. Yeah. You get eaten alive by a robot who doesn't eat you at all. 
Well, they say capture, but you know, no, you it's are bad. murdered. <laughs> they do show it murdering. <laughs> they do show it like injecting a blade directly into the neck part of Samus's armor. That's sedatives, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, the point is, Metroid Dread looks rad as hell. I'm in. Uh, I am super in. October eighth this year. It's not that Bidding. long. Uh, it's inspired me to actually go back and play Metroid Fusion. I'm surprised you just assumed I've played Metroid, Tom. Um, <laughs> you know, if that's fair, I shouldn't have just assumed. But no, no, it's fine. I mean, because I, te- I mean, I've played, I played it as a child. I was terrible at video games, so I did not get anywhere in it. Yeah. Um, I didn't start getting good at video games until the Xbox 360. <laughs> you know, that's very fair. I'm still not good at video games. Oh, I am you're the world's okayest gamer. No, I'm not. No, I'm not, Cassidy. I'm terrible at Minecraft. You built that whole farm. You built that I noise mean, factory. Listen, there's a difference between just like, you know, following how other people have done it and being good at it. I'm not good at games, but it doesn't stop me from playing them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just stopped me from finishing them, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's what you know. A game you for. literally can't be bad at. Just Dance 2022. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. I got anime the convention's favorite video game, Just Dance. Uh, I need to check something because I heard something um, uh, about the thing they did at the. Uh, Sorry, my brain is not being able to do two things at the same time. It is okay. Take your time. Okay. Yeah, I was curious, uh, just uh, checking in, because I remember during the Ubisoft segment, they had like a whole person come on and was like, yeah, hey, I'm putting my song in this. We're making a new version of it to throw in there. Yeah. Um, that person was Todrick Hall, who since then I have learned is um, not a great person. <laughs> ah. Well, leave it to Ubisoft to be the ones to feature him, then. Yeah. It's not good. Not ideal. Moving on to Cruisin' Blast. I know. They made a new Cruisin' Cruisin game. It's exclusive to the Nintendo Switch. At least for consoles. So, let let me set a scene. You remember, you're with your family or your school friends. You're going to the local pizza parlor. And in the back (laughs) of that pizza place, they have an arcade cabinet. With a car on it. Yeah. And you know what game that is. That's Cruisin' World. Oh. Or Cruisin' Exotica or Cruisin' anything. No, I'll be honest. Not, the... not really. The the I never knew what the games were. I just enjoyed the fact that I could pretend I was driving a car. There was only one <laughs> arcade game in the pizza parlor and it was Pac-Man. <laughs> I mean, fair. But, but yes. for that's a it's a shockingly universal experience to go to your local pizza place and have a cruise and arcade game in there. It probably was. Uh, I played it at the uh, the the now closed. There's like still a ver- like a another location open somewhere, but the one that's here is here by me is now closed forever, and it's been replaced by like a shopping center. Uh, Boomers, <laughs> 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 which was like an arcade like. Yeah, it's mostly just like an arcade place, and then in later years it had like a like a liquor license and pizza and stuff. 
I have never heard of this game before until I saw it during this direct, so <laughs> I guess I must have missed out on that experience as a kid. Yeah, it's it's like a proto-burnout uh, where it's a racing game that takes refuge in audacity and encourages you to smash things. I guess. I think it has a lot less smashing than Burnout. But, yeah, it's in those. It's along those lines. Um, you know what does like to smash things, though? Goku. I don't. Goku loves to smash things. You know, he'll be able to smash the things on the Switch in Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, plus a new Power Awakened set. Yes. Available September 24th, I think is what this says. I don't have much to say on this, except for that this was the game that my manager at work decided to get excited about. And I was like, no, you need to play Kakarot, Tom, while I'm trying to bail cardboard so we can get ready for our new delivery of products. Like, so you have to, and he's like telling me all the mechanics of this game. And I'm just like, uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sounds cool. I might check it out. And I mean, I'm like, why is my boss talking to me about this? That's funny. Listen, go fishing. People love that Goku. You can go fishing in this game with your tail. I- I think my mistake was telling my boss I like Dragon Ball Z abridged. So, because mm, yeah, that'll do. See, it. my boss is four years younger than me, and also likes Dragon Ball Z abridged. So I'm in trouble. Right. Trying to figure out if that makes me the same age as your boss. I don't actually know your age, Tom. I am 31 years of age. Oh no, I'm younger than your boss. I am old as hell. <laughs> that old. Old and decrepit. Might might be Ancient. younger than me, at least. Well, I know I'm younger than you. <laughs> no, I meant I meant the boss. I know. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I know I know you're younger than me, Cassidy. <laughs> I didn't forget that. In any case, Kakarot, I've heard a lot of good things about. It's an incredibly popular game. Uh, I've heard the a lot guy of who plays Go- The guy who plays Goku streams it and does jokes about being Goku while he plays. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yes, son! I found someone I like actually like spending time with, unlike you! Oh, God. His name's Piccolo! Like the flute! Is oh, Yamcha wow. good in this game? I don't know. I know he's good in Fighter-Z. I don't know if he's good in this. Okay. I'll only care if Yamcha's good. I love him. <laughs> Cassidy. Yamcha is the MVP. I love you. <laughs> I love you, too. The most <laughs> violated player, because he always gets his ass kicked. <laughs> uh, Mario Golf Super Rush. It's Mario Golf. They've showed it before. You can play as your me in a story mode. Yeah. There's a battle mode of some kind. Just take your golf club and beat the other people. <laughs> I mean, okay, so what it looks like is, like, here's, like, a Mario Kart-style battle arena. Uh, and there's just a bunch of golf holes in it. And the first person yes. to get uh, to sink three uh, wins. Yes, but you should be able to fight the other the other people with your I think golf you clubs. Can. I think you're oh, allowed. Excellent. Hell I know yeah. you can get different mushroom power ups to knock people out, um, to knock people off course, so that you can get to your hole faster. This is golf without limits. <laughs> <laughs> it's a golf racing game. It's initial T. Um, I, every time I see this, I keep like, okay, yeah, your fun new thing is speed golf. That's just the Mario version of 100 foot robot golf. No, I'm keeping initial T in there. <laughs> no, initial I'm, T I'm was funny. You to edit that. It's funny. 
I think is actually very funny. I just didn't laugh because it was like a subtle humor, you know? <laughs> oh, God. Okay, fine. We'll keep it. <laughs> it's your show. You do what you Tom, you don't know this also, about me. I leave most of my podcasts in. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> what have I done? All right, uh, so what was next on the schedule? Hold on. Mario Golf comes out on my birthday. Now we can move along. Yes. Yes, June 25th for Mario Golf. They're trying to give you a gift. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna buy it. No, it's got to be a present. That's that's your birthday after all. Yeah, it's probably the only way I'll play Mario Golf. Because every time I think about getting into a Mario <laughs> sports game, like I immediately fall off and I go, "Huh, okay." Uh, Mar- Monster Hunter Stories Two: Wings of Ruin. I almost called that Mario Hunter, and that's. <laughs> I want to think about that for a little bit. My favorite weapon to hunt Mario with is the greatsword myself, because you swing it at him, he's like, <laughs> and it's great, because you hit those big hits, and then you carve off his overalls, and you wear them as armor. It's awesome. It's my favorite series. They have put Mario armor in a Monster Hunter game before. Oh, I'm sure they have. they have. Monster Hunter included uh, Geralt from The Witcher. As a playable character in one of their games, so I'm pretty sure they don't care what gets included in their series. That, that's an interesting choice, I but mean, not too bad. They also put Mila Jovovich's character from the Monster Hunter movie in the game. Oh. Um, you can also make your Palico look like Sonic the Hedgehog. Hell yeah. That's, this is in like one of the, like the Switch game. So or, no, I can't just say the Switch game, because they're all on the Switch now. I'm talking about Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. Uh, but Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin, it's Monster Hunter Stories. You and your monsties are going to go uh, learn about the tragic past <laughs> and <laughs> how your dragon's probably going to die because of the Wings yeah. of Ruin that it has. I'm kind of, I kind of want to play it just to see if the dragon does die and then I can be super sad. Well, you can get super sad on July 9th. Yes. <laughs> I know nothing about the Monster Hunter Stories franchise. Well, there's only All two I know is those. it's a Monster Hunter RPG. Yeah, it's a Monster Hunter RPG where you befriend your monsties. Yes. Monsties stands for Monster Besties. If I don't get to be best friends with us in Nogar, I'm going to be pissed. And also, I believe at the end of the uh, first game, the main character dies? <laughs> I'd believe it. Because I'm pretty sure they're dead going into the second game. Do you know who that else is, is going to die at the end of the game? No. Wario. That's my big prediction for WarioWare. Get it together for the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> WarioWare, this time someone dies. Most likely. Uh, this is a WarioWare game in which you actually play as the WarioWare characters for the first time ever. Um, you can take control of Ashley the Witch. Um, you use them to do the micro games. Using their, it, each one of them has a different special abilities. So you attack, attract, uh, yep. so you can attack the micro games in different ways. Does anyone have WarioWare feelings? I've never I played a WarioWare before, and I had it, no idea what exactly happened in a WarioWare. <laughs> I've never known what happened in a WarioWare game before, so this was surprising that this is. What you do? Yeah, it's like a micro game collection. It's like you have like five seconds to play this mini game, um, but this time you control Wario and his many um, employees. 
Tom, you were going to say something earlier. Um, I don't have many strong feelings about uh, WarioWare either. I've never played one. I know a lot of people who do have strong feelings about WarioWare and are extremely excited. I'm, I mean, it looks fun. I've just never engaged with this franchise myself. Lava, do you have any WarioWare thoughts? Nope. Okay, and with that, it'll be out on September 10th. Pre-orders begin like two days ago. All right, well, how about, do any of you have strong opinions on Shin Megami Tensei Vibe? I want this game so much. It looks very I, pretty. Yes. I love the main character so much. I love their style, especially after they fuse with whoever this man is. Jetstream like, Sam from Metal Gear Rising. Yes, like the, just the entire aesthetic of this main character, they're... A non-binary icon in my eyes. The whole thing just sort of smacks of gender. Yeah. (laughs) I don't have strong feelings about Shin Megami Tensei as a franchise, unfortunately. I've played one of them on the DS, and it was a little too grindy. It's... I think it looks pretty. I just... I am not qualified to talk about this. Lava! Feelings on Shin Megami Tensei, go. Okay, but literally what you just said, that's me. I have never played this game before, like this franchise before. It looks really neat. Um, I'm a big fan of the Golden Sand. It's like one of my favorite things about anything. Uh, that's about sums up my feelings about this game. Okay, well, it comes out November 12th. So excited. Uh, I don't have a fun segue to get into the next thing I want to say, which is that I can't believe Nintendo posted Komeda on main. I know! <laughs> Shirtless uh, Komeda e- even. So, this is another Dingledopper game, right? Uh, yes, that would be Danganronpa. This is Danganronpa, Danganronpa Decadence, which S- has four Don- Danganronpa games in it. Yes. God, there used to be a meme going around where the entire name was mispronounced all the time, wasn't there? Uh-huh. Yeah, there sure was. I've forgotten about that. It's been so long. The only Danganronpa meme I can think of, I'm not going to repeat on this esteemed podcast. The only thing I know about Danganronpa is the fact that most of the Homestuck fan base migrated to that. I actually know the entire plots of all the games and the shows, but only because I listened to a podcast where they talked about it. Nice. Shout out to Novel Not New for giving me all the Danganronpa, Vampa, whatever. How do you say that name? <laughs> Lower I never knew I needed. All I know is the games, I tried to read what the game's plot was once, and I was like, holy shit, this makes Kingdom Hearts look sane. Mm, I, I don't think that could possibly be true. Like, Kingdom Hearts <laughs> makes sense, is a thing. It just seems so weird and convoluted. Uh, does does Rapa have a plot that they follow? From what I understand, it's about um, you're being trapped in a, a school and the only way out is to kill everyone else. And then when people start killing, you put them on a class trial. Well, it gets, like, really, like, like, the later games, like, the plots for them just gets, like, it's very much about despair versus hope overall. Mm -hmm. But the fate of one weird tall girl with massive pigtails apparently is gonna dictate the fate of the world because I guess Junko Inoshima is the ultimate evil in the universe in this game or some shit. I don't know. I've never played. 
I, I don't want to say the funny Kingdom Hearts thing that I could say right now, just to like sort of end this conversation and uh, make Kingdom Hearts sound more crazy. Um, I'm, trying I'm to going keep this... to apologize for comparing Danganronpa to Kingdom Hearts, though, because obviously Danganronpa is not as insane as Kingdom Hearts. Okay, so I'm trying Cassidy, to keep this podcast I think I know exactly free. what you might say. Yeah. <laughs> Danganronpa Decadence, available later this year. It's got four Danganronpa games in it. Uh, next game they showed is a port of a Wii U game that was not localized, I believe. It is Fatal Frame, Maiden of Black Water. It is a Fatal Frame game. You take pictures of ghosts with your camera. Now, I've heard that the Fatal Frame series is legitimately good and legitimately freaky. And I don't know if I'm going to get into this, but I'm glad I have the option to on my Switch. It seems cool. I have heard it's not the best one to start with, but it is the one that people will be able to buy on the Nintendo Switch later this year. Spooky Pokemon uh, Snap. Spooky Pokemon Snap. (laughs) (laughs) I... It looks interesting. I don't know if I will play it myself, but I probably will watch other people play it. Um, I'm just going to rapid fire through a couple here because I don't have anything to say about the next one. Doom Eternal, The Ancient Gods Part 1 coming to Nintendo Switch. Cool. More Doom. More Doomed. Uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 Plus 2 coming to the Nintendo Switch. They said this was already going to happen, so they made it happen. Cool. More skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Strange Brigade. It's a game that seems like it's a lot like The Mummy. Yeah. I I feel like this came out years ago, though. It did. And now This it's... is a Switch version. <laughs> yeah. I I remember very little about this game, but it looks like a neat concept, especially if you like the Brendan Fraser mummy. Mm. Uh, the next big thing is a thing that we've already talked about on this podcast, not like this episode, but previously during our E3 Eek. coverage. It's Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope available next year. I was shocked by how much I actually enjoyed the first Mario X Rabbit game, plus Rabbit's game when it came out. Uh, I call it X Rabbits because it's basically just XCOM, but with Mario characters. Yes, this one is more like Ark the Lad than XCOM, though. Uh, I would like for you to explain what you mean, because I'm genuinely curious. So, I say Ark the Lad. What I mean by Ark the Lad is, um, instead of having a grid base, there's you have a circle that you can move around in. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, here's... I'll show you this screenshot from the trailer. It's not a great screenshot to show off what I'm talking about, but you'll, I can explain it. Um, so in this image, because I, I saw some gameplay during the Ubisoft thing, um, you see that like white line that's oh, on yeah, the that's ground your, there? Yeah, that's where you can move. That's the limit of your movement. Yes. Mario can just run around in there and do whatever the fuck. Huh. I that, say Arthur has almost more of a... Go ahead. Yeah, it has almost more of a war gamey feel, like a like there was this is a deep cut, but they released a Warhammer 40k game for the DS very long time ago, and the movement was pretty similar to that, like where you just had a circle radius you could move in. Mm-hmm. So this feels almost more war gamey than it does XCOMI. Mm-hmm. Um, Ark the Glad is just the game that I associate that movement with because I played a demo disc for Ark the Lad on the PS2 a lot as a kid, was not good at it, did not know what the game was. I still don't know what the game is. I just know that it's called Ark the Lad. And so that's funny to me to just reference. All right, Tom, now you can talk about it. It's time for Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp. 
I am so hyped for this. I loved Advance Wars as a kid. I This is one of my favorite strategy game series. This is one of the reasons I got a GBA. And I had been wanting a new Advance Wars for years. And I've been thinking about wanting a new Advance Wars that freaking day that it was announced. Ooh. I was just, oh my god, I was so happy. I manifested this. So yeah. you're all welcome. It looks very cute. Yeah, how do you feel about the change it, in art style? Cu- I'm okay with it. It, it. I mean, I don't have any complaints about it. I've heard it's it, been it a little divisive. Well. But yeah, I do think it looks good. Yeah. It looks like toys, which is what I've always thought about Advance Wars. Yes, it is the cutest way to commit acts of war and commit war crimes. And here I was thinking Fire Emblem was the cutest way to commit war crimes. No, Fire Emblem's the horniest way to commit war crimes. (laughs) (laughs) I can see how you got confused. (laughs) I mean, you were close, but... (laughs) Advanced Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp, available December 3rd. Pre-order now. Alright, it's time for the final announcements of uh, of the event... Uh, they showed off some footage of the new- next thing coming to the Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity expansion pass, including nunchucks made out of guardian arms, um, and Zelda yeah, riding I've... a motorcycle. I have not played Age of Calamity at all, actually. I yeah, same. It just it sort of slipped past me. It's not my favorite kind of game style, so I was just kind of like I saw it and I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, oh, okay, it's that kind of game. Never mind. I'll let other people enjoy it. I've heard the story's very interesting. I have not played it. Yeah, I've well, also I not mean, played s- it. Spoiler alert for the next several seconds, I guess. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it brings the Zelda into um, the Zelda story into alternate timeline status. Like, you're able to change the tragic fate that would lead to Breath of the Wild in mm-hmm. this game. And I think that's neat oh. because... It no longer makes the game a foregone conclusion. Oh, so by the time this game's done, everyone I love is going to be dead, and I'm going to be in a coma. That's yeah, interesting. It starts with the funny egg going back in time. Um, and then they announced the uh, the Legend of Zelda game and watch... I'm sorry, no, they showed some Skyward Sword HD first. I think it's neat. I knew it would be important that they were releasing it, um, as we'll, we'll talk about in a little bit. I, it felt very intentional that this was the game they chose, despite how much people, for some reason, hate it for no reason. That is true. People do hate Skyward Sword. I... Like, they have reasons, but oh. the reasons are bad. <laughs> Isn't that one of them that Chastity. drags out? I remember hearing Yeah, that I was. guess, but, like, so do most Zelda games. IMO. I never finished it, so I don't have super strong negative feelings towards it. Um, Groose is in it. It I can't know, be bad. Yeah, I mean, Groose is great. Let's 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 not get that twisted. Groose is one of the best parts about that. <laughs> the game. Legend of Groose, but Groose of the Wild, and that's the DLC I wanted them to. Um, but I, I would be happy to be able to play it without needing motion. Is where I'm coming, from. which is what you'll be able to do here in Skyward Sword so, HD. Okay, good. So I'm cool with that. Uh, available July sixteenth. Because then they introduced the, worst part, the game and watch. The worst, yeah, the worst part of the uh, Skyward Sword was every few minutes your assistant fee going, your switch. No, sorry, your switch. Your, 
Your Wiimote is running out of battery, sir. You should replace them soon. She's being oh. helpful. Leave her alone. Look, listen. I can get an I can get another good two hours out of these feet. Back off. She's doing her best. She's just doing her best to be a good assistant. <laughs> what if Siri told you that your phone was gonna die? Alright. That'd be nice. Anyways. Have used a reminder. Zelda Game and Watch. It's got yeah. Legend of Zelda 1. It's got Legend of Zelda 2. It's got Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening for the Game Boy. And it's got a reskin of one of the old Game & Watch games, Vermin, where they replaced the head of the character with Link's head and they put Octoroks in the ground. It's got Link's Awakening. In. Link's Awakening I have a lot of nostalgia for. That was actually my first Zelda game. Um, So, quick story time. Okay. Um, if you Buckle don't mind, up. if you would, if you'll indulge me, yeah, I'll indulge you. So, as a wee boy, we had a family Game Boy, a Game Boy Pocket, actually. The the Game the Boy came out way got. before the Wii, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cassidy, you've done it again! You got me with a real fucking singer. <laughs> it's what I'm here for. You may continue. <laughs> Oh gosh. So, so we the only game we had for it was Super Mario World, uh, or Super Mario Land, whichever one. And we had a family bet where uh, whoever was the first one to beat the game between uh, my brothers, my mother, or my father would get to pick the next game we bought for the Game Boy. And my dad beat us to it. And he, being uh, an old school D and D nerd, like he played it all through college. He had read Lord of the Rings to where he could be considered a Lord of the Rings scholar. Um, <laughs> he saw Zelda and was like, "Well, this looks like it's my shit." Uh, it was not his shit, but it was our shit, and nice. so he put it down after a couple hours. And that was my first Zelda game, and I was very bad at it until I yeah. realized you could skip to the other side of screens by pressing select as you moved. And then I cheated my way to victory. <laughs> so I, if they still have that, I'm super happy that it's coming back to the Switch. I oh, tried to, to play Switch. Legend of Zelda. I need to be clear. On... Oh. It's not coming to the Switch. It's coming to the Game & Watch Legend of Zelda edition that you can buy on November 12th. Isn't it on the... Wait, that's... It's on the mobile thing. The online... No, it's not because it's a Game Boy game. Not a SNES game or a NES game. Either. Wait, it's... Is it... It's... It's. I. I was under the impression this was software for the Switch. Did I miss something? No. 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 This is a physical game and watch that you can buy, like the Mario one oh. they released last year. Oh. Okay. 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 That's still pretty cool. I don't know if that makes it more cool or less cool, but it's not what I thought it was. It's like a little physical toy that you can have on your desk, and it can be a clock, and you can play the clock. This is true. These are all facts about the Game & Watch Legend of Zelda, available November 12th. And then we got to the big one. Yes, the big one. The sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is still in development. <laughs> well, we have a little bit more of a teaser. Yes, uh, yes. Link's got a, a funny arm. A funny red arm. And you get to explore the skies above Hyrule now with floating islands. and yeah. Which is why they pushed Skyward Sword so much. Yeah, there's like a robot you know? that shows up yeah. in this trailer that looks like a Skyward Sword robot. Yeah, it's not it's not a coincidence. Um I was super I thought it was super cool uh, to see uh the Kaboblins um 
setting up like a mobile base on a talus. Yeah. I want to know more about this friend, this Skyward Sword robot looking friend. Yeah. I I love him, but he probably wants to kill me. It's a funny yeah. it's a funny animal. Yeah. That probably wants to kill and you. And then we saw we saw what might be zombie Ganondorf, I don't know. Some kind of zombie. Some kind of spooky zombie that gives Link a funny arm. Uh we saw Zelda fall in a hole. Because we can't have a game where Zelda plays an important role for the entire length. Listen, she's got the Sheikah Slate. She might be able to have fun down there. Maybe she's going on a fun little side adventure that we'll get to play in DLC. I would love that. I am not going to hold my breath. Oh, no, 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 no. Neither am I. I'm just saying that she does have the Sheikah Slate because Link doesn't anymore because he's got his funny red arm that gives him all the Sheikah powers. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. And also, it like shoots fire sometimes, I think. Either that did or the other weapon that he had did. One of the two things shot fire. But it does look look like you're going to be spending more time underground in this game, too, because there was some shots of underground environments. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a shot of Link turning into water and flying through some rock upwards and yes. like crawling out of it like it was water. Nice. Yeah, that was cool. I'm I'm into that. And then and then Hyrule Castle gets fucked up yet again. Yeah, it's floating now. I thought it's it fine. did that last time. Uh, last time, like, we saw, like, a dust cloud, like, surround it as, like, you know, because the ground was, like, or lifting or falling. And a lot of people were was assuming that it was falling into the ground because everybody was like, oh, all this underground footage is going to take place under Hyrule. But no, it is rising up out of the ground. It was a misdirection, a ruse. It's so funny because my memories of that are just completely, like, gone. So I saw the, flo- the sh- long shot of a floating castle and I was like, oh, they're doing that again. Um, I've heard some people talk about like, hey, what if this is closing the time loop of the Legend of Zelda timeline? And I'm like, yeah, I'd believe that. Ooh, hmm. Monopoly. I would believe that this is the, uh... (laughs) I would believe that this is the lore that takes place before the beginning of Skyward Sword. I believe this is how Zelda becomes Hylia. Hmm. I... I don't want to speculate on plot, really. Uh... I, I don't know enough about plot to to wonder. It's like I've played Breath of the Wild, and that's it of all of Zelda. I mean, Breath of the Wild's not a bad one to have played. I yeah. there's a lot of good ones. Uh, you know, ask ask us later. But we do not have time to cover the all of Zelda on this episode. Um, <laughs> no, but there's a podcast you can go Link- listen to. Um, I'll plug that at the end when you're done talking, Tom. Sorry. All I know is Link has a funky, fresh new hairdo, and I'm into it. He's living his best life. Yeah. Uh, if you want to know about all of the plot of Legend of Zelda, you could go listen to the Book of Medora podcast, where they've covered all of the Legend of Zelda uh, and have built their own timeline, which is really just like a slight adjustment to the timeline that Nintendo put out, but one yeah. that makes a little bit more sense. I do enjoy their timeline. What was the what was the one that was like, oh, this was a sequel to this? I I don't remember, Cassidy. <laughs> it was like a really it's, funny thing that was like said as a joke, but then they thought about it for too long and were like, fuck, it makes too much sense. <laughs> it's been too long since I listened to the Book of Majora podcast. I would have to go back and re-listen to that. I feel like it was something along the lines of uh, A Link Between Worlds actually being a sequel to Twilight Princess or some shit. 
Something like that. Something like that. <sighs> You'll have to go listen now, to the podcast. Yeah. I guess it, maybe I should go re-listen to the podcast. I've thought about it. It's a good podcast to listen to. It is a good podcast to listen to. I like the way they go through the games. I started listening to that podcast when I was still in Georgia. Wow. Didn't I recommend that podcast yes. to you? Oh. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I remember now. Legend of Zelda Breath so of the Wild there... sequel to uh, coming out 2022. So is there anything else we need to cover? Because I'm pretty sure that covers the whole conference. That covers all of the Nintendo Direct E3 2021. Does anybody have anything they would like to say about the Nintendo Direct as a whole? Some good I games. Think it was, I think it was the highlight of E3 um, out of all the conferences I watched, which, I mean... To be fair, it was an E3 they had to produce during a pandemic, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, even at the best of times, that couldn't have gone well. They did, but Nintendo make... still knocked it out of the park. They didn't make me watch 15 minutes of a game that I did not care for, like some of the other ones. I don't oh, know. so how you often? were also not a fan of how long they spent on um on Guardians of the Galaxy. It was only like forty seconds this time. And I mean, but when curious. you compare, when you compare this, sorry, you go ahead, Lava. No, no, go ahead. I have like a whole conversation starter. So, yeah, when you compare this conference to Namco Bandai's conference, which just the um, next in the Dark House pictures and literally no other announcements. Uh, oh, good. I don't have to watch that I, now because I heard rumors that that being it, but I didn't actually look it up. It it was the next Dark Pictures anthology game, and that was all they talked about. Mm. And I usually don't watch with the live chat, but when I put that conference on, I opened up the live chat and I saw the entire internet getting angry. Listen, everybody just wants to know anything about the video game Digimon Survive. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? Yes, that is the entire reason I was watching their conference. I mean, it's not. What were you? It's like how Tanner came on because, like, they were like, oh, yeah, I'll talk about Capcom. Maybe they'll. Uh, show anything about Mega Man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good Poor fucking Tanner. luck. No one hates no one hates Mega Man more than Capcom does. Yep, that's what Tanner said. <laughs> <laughs> so, what were you gonna say, Lova? What was this conversation starter you had? So, I'm very curious because I don't remember any previous like E3 Nintendo stuff in the past. Is how often do they uh, feature? a re-release of a prior game as coming to the Nintendo Switch. Um, pretty often, because a lot of the early Nintendo Switch stuff was like, alright, here's here's that Wii U game that nobody played, and now people will play it. Like, gotcha. uh, with Pikmin okay. 3 and even Mario Kart 8, when that re-released on the Switch. Gotcha. Yeah, I was trying to... that's... Yeah, that's sort uh. of their thing, is that they're they realized they have something more successful than the Wii U was, so a lot of the games that never got a fair shake because the Wii U was a failure are given mm-hmm. a second chance to actually be successful. The exception be being the development Splatoon time just spent. getting a sequel. Sorry. Well, yeah, Splatoon right. 2 is great, though. Yeah, because I was just kind of curious, wondering, like, because I'm familiar with none of the games that were, like, uh, advertised. So I didn't know going in, oh, okay, so this is a rehash. Okay, this is a reboot. I didn't know that. So I was just like, oh, oh, wait. Okay, so apparently this is a, this is a redone and not a brand new game. 
So I was very curious of which, how many new games. And this I have one to... was still a lot of new games because, like, stuff like Cruisin' isn't a reboot. It's just a new game in a franchise that's been a while. Gotcha. Okay. No, a lot of the games were were new. Um, like Mario Golf, uh, Just Dance, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, Ra- Astro Ascending, Rabbids, Metroid, uh, WarioWare. That was all new, and that was I think like more than half of this was either it was new games or remasters of games, rather than just re releases of right. games from other, other consoles other or games. games from the Wii U. Yeah. And I gotcha. feel like a lot of the Nintendo games specifically were games that we literally hadn't heard of before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of surprises. That's good. I think the only other uh, direct stuff uh, that made me want to buy a bunch of games uh, was the indie one. Uh, compared to, like, the other <laughs> directs. Or whatever they're called. E3 things. Yeah, conferences. Are they directs? Conferences. Oh, con- yeah, the the indie conference was cool, uh, but I'm not here to talk about. It. <laughs> I also don't remember that. it very well. I played like five games already that were in that thing because I have my E3 press pass and I got to play a little demo and talk to the devs. That was a fun time. I tried nice. out the. Uh, oh shit! The... What? Yeah, yeah. I, had I didn't a, realize I had you E3 were actually press. press. Yeah, yeah. I had a press That's pass. So this fucking year. rad. Yeah. I, 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 my highlight of the year is not something that like I can compare to the stuff that y'all have seen because like my highlight was doing an interview at like eleven thirty on Monday night, uh, just listening to people be super passionate about the game they're like or that they're making and just talking, just fucking talking shop with people. It fucking ruled. That's awesome. Hell yeah! That is awesome. That's so great. I have tried out Airborne Airborne Kingdom and it is pretty good so far. Okay. I just don't know how to spin the camera around. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, alright, I think that's about it for here. So, uh, well, I don't have any, I can't ask Tom if, you know, if you have any, like, fun predictions for the rest of E3, because E3 is basically over. Um, uh, my big E3 prediction over, for actually. the rest of E3 is that they're going to announce the last Smash character, and it's literally just going to be Doug Bowser. <laughs> I was gonna. I was trying to think of like a fun Bowser joke before I introduced you until before I landed on the fourth Mario, but other. Yeah, the trailer's just gonna show Bowser. He's gonna be all threatening. He's gonna be kicking people's ass, and then he's gonna. There's just gonna be hands on his shoulder. He's gonna. And then it's just gonna show him getting clobbered, and Doug, just real human Doug Bowser, is gonna come in straight in his tie, and it's gonna be like Doug gets down to business. That's funny. See, that's what just reminding me of when they announced Mii Fighters for Smash 4. Uh, and it was just that footage of Iwata and Reggie doing a fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, what Doug Bowser's final smash, and it's going to be controversial. Uh, his final smash, if he hits, will literally delete the character from the game's source code. Oh, uh, permanently. So, <laughs> uh, And then you'll have to form an extraction team to get them out, just like Rainbow Six Quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you would think that they would have a fun mini game to bring them back, but no, they're just gone. Doug Bowser's just like you're out of the game, and oh, then they're deleted. Oh, and so the you're person telling me that Doug Bowser only... is Galim? Yes, Doug Bowser's Galim. He just destroys them, and they're just deleted from the game entirely. 
And eventually, if you keep playing too much, it'll be just Doug Bowser. And if you unleash the final smash on Doug Bowser himself, then smash just stops working. Mm-hmm. Sakurai is free. You can use the level editor, <laughs> but that's it. Sakurai would be free, finally. It's the only way to break the curse. <laughs> <laughs> the only playable character left is Mii Fighter, because we know Mii Fighter can never fucking die. I love Mii Fighter, though. <laughs> All right, I guess that's it for the show. Uh, Lava, would you like to do some plugs? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at LavaBees, L-A-V-A-B-E-E-S. You should you should plug Cat D because I haven't been doing any plugs. Oh, yes. Uh, also, I do another podcast with uh, my good pal Cassidy. Who? You might have heard of her. <laughs> um, Called Kids and Their Dog, a Scooby-Doo movie review and recap podcast where we talk about Scooby-Doo movies and review them and recap them. Yeah. We're running out of movies. We are. We are past the 80% completion point. We've got like less than a year left of monthly podcasts and it's terrifying. Well, then you just go back to the beginning and loop around and give any new thoughts you have. No, we've we've already ranked them all. Why would we go back? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Charlie. All right. Ah, uh, yes. If you want to talk to me, you can find me on Twitter at Pride. or you can go listen to the podcast event, like Otherwhere, at Otherwear Pod, where I play Phantom the Nomad. Uh, <laughs> feel weird plugging that podcast. Uh, or you can go listen to Pre-Pod Engage on at whatever the fuck I'm trying to get. No, it's one sec. I fucked that up. It's the thing that you just said. <laughs> Hold on a sec. Let me try that one more time. Or you can go listen to Pre-Cure Podcast Engage at Pre-Pod Engage on Twitter. It's a podcast I do with Cassidy uh, where we talk about the entire Pre-Cure franchise and sometimes Ben 10. Or you can... Were you going to say something? No, no. Keep going. <laughs> Okay. Or you can go listen to Tabletop Roulette, where I was on a couple episodes, and I'm gonna be on it again in the future. So look forward to hearing more of my voice there. And that is. I think the highlight of that was uh, Charlie game mastering um, Monster Hearts, which was I got to sit in when that one was recorded live, and it is fantastic. It is himbo paradise if you're into that sort of thing. Charlie's great I'm... at Monster Hearts. <laughs> Thank you, Cassidy. I just have one question for you, Charlie. Yes, Cassidy. What's Precure? <laughs> well, you see, it's about these magical girls, and they are fairy partners. Oh, so it's like Yu-Gi-Oh. The fourth secret Mario brother. I just Tom. have to believe in the heart of the pollen. <laughs> Tom, do you Anyway, plug? yes. <laughs> yes, I'm going to do my plugs now. Uh, hi, I'm Tom. You can find me on Twitter at Albion Graves for my podcasting Twitter. Uh, you can also hear me play Albion Graves on Green Mountain Mysteries, a Dresden Files actual play role-playing game podcast. Um, I play Albion, the monster hunter. He's a, he's a bit of a bisexual disaster. He's just a mess. I love that boy. Okay. Oh, I wasn't sure if you were done plugging or not. Oh, you can find our Twitter at GMMcast. Okay. Sorry. Um, I guess... Yeah, that's the end of my plugs. I guess that's it. Yeah, that's the end of the show. We'll have one last E3 thing. I don't think we're going to end up covering the Bandai Namco stuff. 
which is unfortunate. I'll have to talk to the guests that we had planned for that and see if there's a way we can sneak her onto something. Um, but yeah, I guess until until then, um, Mar Mario. Mario. Good night, Good night gamers. Woo-hoo!